like la 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 And welcome to Couplescape. I'm Emma Arnold. And I'm Pidge. And we just were interrupted by the <laughs> the wet schnoz of Bev licking Stop. my elbow. She licks you. Okay. She licks you like right yeah. on the underside. Yeah. <laughs> it exactly. is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it's the worst. That is so gross. Go lay down. No licks. No, no licks. Yeah. Otto Pop bring... is such a licker. Too. Oh, yeah. He's such a licker. He... And I did we talk about this? Is that because they were weaned too early or something? Oh, I don't know. I That's what I've heard. Um, I thought you were going to bring. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Alex. Uh, if the podcast goes down, if the live stream goes down, uh, Alex has to go pick up Arthur. So um, we'll just be down. That'll yeah. be if there's no there may be no live stream because uh, we can't. We're not going to be able to oh, fix it. Also, so. we wouldn't know. No, we wouldn't know. We'll just be talking. <laughs> we'll just be talking to ourselves, which is what we're doing anyway. So, oh well. Exactly. Um, Arthur, I don't, I don't all, you know, t- I try not to like make fun of the kids a whole lot on here, but I do have a very funny teenager story that I feel like you're going to appreciate so much. And then we have so much wedding stuff to get to, but I just feel like you'll. Yes, let's start with kids. Let's. It's just a funny. So, uh. Arthur, we didn't think we had to pick him up today because he said he was going to the mall with some friends. But here is the story. And I feel like I have said this. And I know that when I tell my parents this story, they're going to laugh so hard. And I feel like it's like, so he says, hey, uh, can I have $10? And I'm like, for what? And he's like, to go to the mall. And I'm like, oh, um, yeah, you can probably. And he goes, yeah, my friend, uh, my best friend Aiden is meeting me. Um, and I need... Uh, ten dollars and he's bringing 70 and i'm like for what and he's like to buy clothes at the mall uh we're he needs to pick out some new outfits and we're buying clothes at the mall and so he's bringing 70 i'm bringing 10 and and i'm like well i'm not helping you pay for this kid this kid i'm not helping pay for his clothes and he's like oh no i need it for like uh jamba juice or orange julius or something i'm like okay well that's reasonable and then I'm like, uh, so, uh, so then it's one of those times where you're discussing like the details of how he was getting to the mall. And he's like, no, 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 no. Don't worry about any of that. Like, don't worry about, about, about me. Don't, I got it. Don't worry about it. And I was like, anytime in my experience and maybe Aiden and my son are better kids than I was, but anytime mm, one kid I'm gonna, has, I'm going to venture a strong <laughs> no. Anytime you've got a situation where one kid mm-hmm. is chipping in $70 and one chip kid is chipping in 10, you're not going to the mall. You're buying weed. That is what's happening. That's $80 that you have for weed. And my kid's poor. So he's only chipping in 10 bucks. Uh, just coasting on his looks and and hoping other people will buy him weed, which is not a bad yeah, plan. Yeah, I was the, always the kid with seventy bucks. You were the seventy bucks. Kid? I was the seventy bucks kid. <laughs> I was I was definitely always the ten bucks kid who was always. We would like, have been fast friends. We would have been because I was always like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. I work at Pizza Hut. Yeah. Oh, I got that Pizza I'll get Hut seventy dollars again in two weeks. I got I got one hundred and forty dollars. <laughs> so it was just and then so when I was <laughs> kind of. I was like, well, this is the first time I've ever heard of this kid. And you're saying he's your best friend. Uh-huh. And I've never heard of him. And I'm kind of confused about why you need this $80. And he was like, why are you acting all suspicious? Why are you acting like it's, we just want to go to the mall, which maybe they are. Maybe they are going to the well, mall. Well, yeah, maybe they're going to the mall to meet their drug dealer. Yeah, that's a <laughs> great place to meet. Go, go lay down. Go lay down. Stop licking Jocelyn. 
Did you butter yourself up before coming? <laughs> I'm sure I'm just covered with Otter Pop licks. And so she's like oh, yeah. trying to get some of that. She's like, why didn't you bring him? Well, I just thought it was. And so uh, he didn't end up going to the mall. And and again, I don't know. I was like, well, I'm not giving you $10 anymore because this whole thing feels suspect. Yeah. And so then uh, then also when I today he was like, can you are you going to come and get me? And he was like, I was like, I thought you guys were walking to the mall. He was like, walking to the mall. And I was like, when I was a kid, we walked everywhere. I so used, we don't we live the same distance from the mall. It's and very Bodie close goes to the mall every weekend whenever and yeah. he he rides he rides a skateboard it's not far even from their school very close to the very mall. close very very it's close. actually on the same road yes it yeah. is and i was like it'd be very quick for you to just walk down there and he was like oh i thought you were gonna drive me and i was like how are you gonna ever get up to any mischief if you won't like i feel like my kid luckily, you gotta drive him to the mall so that he can give aiden ten dollars yeah basically i was like this feel this feels like i should be probably thankful that you're this lazy because you don't really get into a lot of naughtiness because you're gonna you wouldn't walk anywhere for anything so yeah. luckily but we had you had uh we had a you had a busy i did week? i did have a really busy week when you, you say it was a long week this I time it was a long week it was is it still the same week it now feels <laughs> you had I a long month i guess we're uh officially a week uh past the toast and roast mm -hmm. which was the first actually it wasn't the first event of my wedding weekend um we had friends come in monday uh then we had friends come in wednesday so all, a lot of my friends came in from Tucson, which was really fun. People I haven't seen uh, since, well, maybe since pre-pandemic. Maybe maybe I've seen them once before or once after that. A but very good crew. Very good all, crew. All Amazing. the Arizona people. So much people. fucking help. So fun. Can't so believe sweet. it. We went to, on Thursday, Roystone Hot Springs. Oh, nice. Have you ever been? Is that the Idaho City one? No, no, this one is in sweet. Oh, oh, have I been? That's where my family does Christmas every year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How do I not know about this? It's the cutest. Well, because for a long time, so we started going there in the 90s and it was just owned by a family. They weren't commercial at all. Yeah. You would have to just be like, hey, can we come hang out at your pool? And so we all, we've been doing Christmas there for 20 something years. And um, at the time they just had the pool and then they built the gazebo and the hot hot springs and then like redid the pool so that it was nice it was very like kind of it's old all school. home done like yeah. every single element has been done by hand so it doesn't like it doesn't have the slick corporate feel of like no. some of the other spa type hot springs it's very family run and the family is very very sweet so nice yeah like just incredibly hospitable. But what I loved about it was, so we had made reservations all to go to the Springs in Idaho Falls. And it's, uh, you have to make, you can only make a certain amount of reservations. So we had like three people making eight reservations each. And then my sister said like two weeks ago, she said, well, but it's not family day. So we can't take the kids. And I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I totally forgot. Oh yeah we have just piles of kids and they don't allow kids on Thursday. And so people had flown in early so that we could do this hot springs jaunt because there's a lot of places that don't have hot springs. So it's kind of a special Yeah, deal. it's very special for people. And I wanted everybody with kids to go. I was like, well, we're not going to just like leave all the kids at home. And so I had never been to this Roystone uh, hot springs, but they have a 
it's like a pool. Yeah. Like a it's pool a deep pool. pool. It has basketball. Mm-hmm. It has like this crazy Not to brag, waterfall. but the sign that says don't hang on the rim is because of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> And the, it's warm enough, like it's hot, but it's like you can still play in it. Yeah. Uh, actually, the cutest thing is one year, the one of the years, the first year I think we went, my mom called and said, how warm is the water? And it, at the time, um, it was the great grandpa was running it and he was uh, in his 90s and he was like 91 degrees. And she was like, 91, that doesn't seem very warm. Um, could we get the temperature raised for the day? And he was like, nope, 91 if it's too hot, you'll get spent. And she was like, what? And she's like, get spent. Kids will swim. Then they'll get spent. Everybody will be spent. So we all say that in my family. You'll get spent. Uh, but he was right because it's 91 degrees. It's the perfect for actually swimming. And then they have the hot pool for because if you want to go Because kids don't just want to like lay around no. and like soak. They yeah. want to play in yeah. the water. But it's like cool out. You know, it was mm-hmm. in the low 70s or high 60s. So you... So you want, they want to play, but it, it can't be just regular pool temperature. So that was extremely fun. Um, and we also rented the um, hot pool. And the other thing that I loved about it was it's just your family. Yeah, it's private. So you rent the whole thing for an hour and 45 minutes or whatever. Which I'm glad they finally raised their prices, honestly, because when we used to go, it was $11 for everything, for not per person. It was $11 total. And then they were like, one year, apologize. Like, hey, we raised it to $21 for the hour. And we were like, okay. And now it's like per person. Like it's a little more. Well, it's up to 10 people is one fee Mm -hmm. for the pool. And then you can add, I think it's like $50 or $60 for 10 people for the main pool. And then it was an additional $30 for the hot pool. But then any extra people were $3. So at the springs where we were gonna go, I think it's twenty two or twenty five dollars a person. Yeah. So the whole thing cost us a hundred bucks. Yeah. We took a picnic. It's right down by the river. We went right on the Snake River. I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. It's perfect. Yeah. So that I was a sweet. really fun place to go. And I will now be like, oh, if we're taking a group of people, or if we have friends visiting. We got to have it's a party a, yeah, and suite it's a great, at Roystone. Yeah. It was just immaculate and just loved it. So that was the first thing that we did. And that really set the tone. And then um, we had a bunch more people come in on Friday. You cannot believe how many spreadsheets I had for planning <laughs> I this. I can't even imagine. I cannot even imagine. Uh, Massive amounts of spreadsheets. So much planning. Including like airport pickups, drop-offs. Um, at cars because we had to shuttle people back and forth. Oh, yeah. And here's something that I didn't know. I thought there was like car seat. I thought car seat was like a thing, just like one thing. Mm-hmm. Car seat, we had to have three different kinds of car seats. Oh, yeah. Like a baby, an infant, a baby, and a booster. Yeah. yeah oh, then there's two different kinds of boosters. Yeah. I had no idea. So I'm like trying to figure out like, okay, so this family's coming in and they have a kid that weighs 25 pounds and we're going to have to pick him up in this car. And then we have to go pick up somebody else, but they have a, you know, a baby. And so we have to have the rear facing baby. Oh, my fucking God. And I'm trying to keep track of this. And every time I'm like texting my sister, like, okay, so, you know, we're going to bring in the Suburban and with the car seat 
And she's like, well, is, you know, Malcolm, what what does Malcolm weigh? And I'm like, what does it matter what he weighs? He's a baby. (laughs) Is he rear facing? Is he front facing? Is he? Uh, Yeah. So it was so much shuttling around in different vehicles with different car seats because we had babies and toddlers and little kids and big kids. And anyway, I I'm so glad I missed. I was like, that's that would have taken all of my time in parenting to figure this out. Yeah. Like, like seriously. There's so much. And it's basically like, if you don't get the right one, your baby dies. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's like, like, there's no, there's no compromise. It's not like, oh, we're just going to go two miles over to the rental house. So don't worry about it. You yeah. know, they can just be in the booster seat, even it's though. It's not like no. when we were kids where they were like, all right, all the kids get in the back of the truck. Yeah. You know, it's, no. <laughs> Parents are really. They and, really and, oh, want and, their kids to live to these days. <laughs> it's not like when we were kids. <laughs> and uh, p- car seats have an expiration date. Oh, yeah. Also something had no idea mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. So we had one that was real borderline <laughs> expiration date. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. What el- What do you do? Where do you even get one? Well, like we have to go to Target and, and get a brand new, get yeah. a brand new. Yeah. But, so that was insane. The meal planning was insane. We had two households with a total of like thirty people on site uh, making accommodations for. Um. So that was the most exhausting part. Was just like keeping my brain, um, managing. Like, okay, well, what do we need to do? And and when yeah. does it need to be done? Which and is who's funny because uh, I thought you were going to be so stressed out at the toast and roast. And and I was even like talking to your dad and I was like, hey, where's Jocelyn? And he was like, oh, I don't know. She's not here yet. And I, I thought when you showed up that you were going to be like a ball of stress and you rolled in and you were like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, wow, you're like very Well, that's calm. because I had so much fucking help. I mean, mm. my friend Renee and her husband, Aaron, who have throughout the years helped me with major projects including moving and building furniture and things like that they just what my favorite they're my favorite people because you don't have to tell them what to do Mm. they just figure it out and do it yeah that's so nice they are so um just thoughtful about everything so that was fantastic it's funny because beforehand I had told Alex you know I think maybe because we've been talking about doing a wedding a year from now Mm -hmm. Uh, at Halloween and I was like I think this will kind of make or break us like we'll either be like we have to do a wedding or we'll be like okay this is way too much fucking work and we were there and I was like oh I just remembered my family is they're not professional event planners uh my family you'd be like do we have napkins uh fuck we didn't bring forks you know I was like your family like literally like the like well that's that's not my family that was me Mm. and my sister and my friend Renee. Okay. And I would say the majority of it was, was me and, and Renee. And then Hadley was, uh, you know, I was trying not to put too much on her plate, even though I'm sure I put plenty on her plate, but, oh, I mean, my dad kept asking me completely bonkers questions. Like somehow I hadn't considered these very basic needs like napkins. Do we have water? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, and so I had made these huge clipboards, you know, those art clipboards. And I had schedules for every single day. We had teams assigned. We had meals and cleanup and kid watching and events set up. Incredible. You know, when is the food trucks arrive when does the band we should have you running the government it's incredible what you did (laughs) hate it very much yeah hate event planning but 
but you're it great had to at be it. done. Had yeah. to be done. And yes, I I think I think I proved it to everyone if there was any questions. Yeah. But the first event, so we set up all Friday, and then the first event was the toast and roast, which you hosted. And it was I'm gonna put it in the top five nights of my life. It was really fun and very sweet. It was very, very sweet. sweet. Um, your parents are so funny. Both of your parents are the funniest people I've ever like. Well, intentionally n- not or so, but like not no more just like funny people, you know, just they just uh, your mom said to me, I've met your both your parents numerous many times, times yeah. many times. They never remember. That's fine. No. I also don't remember people. I'm not offended by that. They barely remember me. Um, I always introduce myself. But your dad, I walked in because um. I was get I was circulating the list around to see how when people wanted to do their toast or roast and and how much time they wanted and whatever. And I went and found your dad in the kitchen and he was opening the oven and I said, "Hi, I'm Emma." And he said, "Are you here about the gluten-free pizzas?" And I was like, "No." Like, what a, why would I be why would I do be doing that? And he and I was like, "No, I'm the, I'm emceeing the toast and roast." And he was like, "Oh, you're the comedian." And I was like, yes. I mean, he's seen me do comedy yeah, even. He's been to the comedy club <laughs> like, and seen you do comedy. Surprised by that fact every time. But then he was like, uh, he was like pulling pizzas out. And then he was like, what do you know about gluten-free pizza? Like I kept trying to steer it back to the roast. He was on, like, we ended up having a very long conversation about gluten-free pizzas and my advice on, on the matter. And then your mom made me laugh so hard. And I swear, I might make this my bio or something, uh, but your mom, I went up and was like, she said she needed to go first. And I was like, no problem. And then she was like, have we met before? And I was like, yeah, I think we've met quite a few times. And she was like, oh, I, you're right. We have met. You look, you look so beautiful tonight. I didn't recognize you, which is such a your mom compliment, right? Yeah. Like, I was immediately like, ooh, nailed it. Mm-hmm. Nailed it, Zizi. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Yep. Uh, and then I was like, oh, thank you. And she was like, yeah, I think the last time I saw you, you were really between things. <laughs> I think I think when I saw you, you were just like sitting on a curb somewhere. And I was like, yeah, probably. Like that all sounds. What does that even mean? I don't know, but it's so funny. It's so, it's not mean because I don't think your mom is mean. I don't think she means it in a mean way, but it's such a funny thing to say. The last time I saw you. No, but she is like sort of the queen of the vague insult. Yes. Which you're like, is that an insult? Yeah. Like she's picking up these weird, like I think it's like her brain is like firing uh, like little pictures of memories in her head. And she's just like kind of like picking up little things or maybe it's like an old polaroid oh my god you know the last time i i just thought that was it was probably my favorite thing that's ever been said to me the last time i saw you you looked like you were between things mm-hmm. and you were sitting on a curb somewhere i was like that is that could have been great. any number of times yeah. and yeah. you just saw me during that yeah for sure yeah so funny and then it was very sweet i one thing i loved about the toast and roast was i feel like you know i've emceed a few of those and uh i mean quite a few but it usually people get up and they give like the usual speeches but a lot of people in your family did something really creative like mm-hmm. they read a poem your mom did a mime act okay so we incredible. have to talk about this mime act yes. because i think for the next 10 years we'll be remembering it and parsing <laughs> what the fuck so much to unpack uh it was 13 minutes long 
Okay. So uh, I, w- I, I was timing everybody. I told everybody they had five minutes. Obviously, I'm not going to interrupt the mother of the bride. Who's go- and why she had to go first. I, so she was incredibly nervous. Yes. She had already had a meltdown earlier about the flower arrangements mm-hmm. and like lost her shit which I knew she was going to do and why I didn't give her anything else, but she wanted to help. She really wanted to contribute, but she's so self-critical mm-hmm. and put so much pressure on herself that she, like there was no way she wasn't going to have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. And then apparently, which I didn't know at the same time, she was planning this very elaborate mime act, which I still am not sure what, the point was or what like was yes. supposed to happen because it didn't actually go off as maybe she envisioned. I was 12 minutes <laughs> in before I realized that it wasn't part of the bit. I mean, we were towards the end when I was like, oh, like it wasn't until Hadley who's very sweetly jumped up and started helping I her. was really, really like, please, God, somebody needs to get up. But I, I can't do it because I knew that she would be very mad yes. and very hurt. I thought it to your mom's credit committed to the bit so hard that I thought so she the she dresses a mime she set up like a restaurant table type thing with like condiments and stuff and she had a bag she had bags she was pulling stuff out of the bags and, and she, she had a box that had oh yeah box yeah like those to go boxes in yes it. lots of little to go boxes that would and I would in theory stack um, right but then and she they had, were covered with arrows. Mm-hmm. And numbers and letters. Yes. So each one had different letters and numbers and arrows. So I think those were like the clues to her about what order they were supposed to go in. Yes. And one was full of ping pong balls. Yes. And which, one which we did not ever get explained. <laughs> I just fell out at one point, which again I don't think was part of the act now, but during it I was like, oh, that's funny. It's just like more chaos. Uh, one of them was had a handkerchief in it and she would like when things went wrong she would open it up and pull out the handkerchief and then like and pretend weep. to cry yeah. and yeah then some a uh, one had an entire box full of plastic forks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in it and then she was like trying to get the plastic forks and then she put the boxes on the plastic forks and the plastic box the, the boxes kept falling falling down and then she would and also they were hard to get closed again she was yeah oh because she was wearing uh white gloves yes which she never removed and even though it would clearly make things a lot easier well she did take one oh, off yeah, at did. one point because then she tried to tape them all together but she couldn't get the tape started yes um it was <laughs> it was so incredible because it really the whole thing i was like oh it's like a home whole act it's a whole mime act and she's stacking boxes and they're falling and she's putting them back up and then she she's like trying to tape the boxes closed and it, yeah at like minute 12 I was like oh my gosh this actually isn't going to plan for her like she's actually struggling I just thought it was part of the whole thing and- I knew like within a couple of minutes I was like she didn't practice this yeah she doesn't know how long it's gonna take she I think probably got to the point of like thinking through that she wanted to stack the boxes so she marked them all um, and then had kind of a just a real vague outline of how it was going to go but it took way 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 longer yeah and so I was really really nervous and I was like oh my god this whole evening is a 
complete bust already. Like, this is awkward. She started the whole thing out. Uh, and, and like, they were supposed to spell your name, Jocelyn, Jocelyn and Dave, but then also spelled other things like life and stuff like that. And she did little jokes in between. like, But, like, very often she had stacked the boxes wrong and they didn't spell anything. And so then she was, like, doing something where you're like, well, I think that was supposed to be part of the joke, but it says Lorf right now, so I'm not 100% sure. But she committed so hard to it, and she really, like, I, I could tell she really wanted to do something, like, fun and unique, and it was very, very sweet that she, like, tried to do that thing. And it was very sweet when your sister jumped up and was like, Mom, I hear I'll hold the boxes. And she's, you're, and she's like, sweet. do you need an assistant, ma'am? Yeah, she, yeah, she handled sweet. it so well, mm-hmm. and my mom really does. Um like have a different relationship with Hadley so she I don't think she felt like no Hadley was trying I even I was like this is this is the kind of thing that only a youngest kid can jump up and do yeah and be like thank god she did because I didn't honestly I was like I don't know how long still be there this is gonna go still be there watching your mom pop boxes yeah it was Um, it was and my friend Renee who was sitting behind me was laughing hysterically, which was making me laugh, but I was so uncomfortable. I was like feeling sick. I was like, this is such a fucking nightmare. Well, and then I had, uh, we sat down and started and we'd had, you know, pizza and champagne beforehand. And then my friend Nancy um, from Alaska brought her accordion and I had asked her to play accordion. And I don't know what it is about the accordion, but I immediately started sobbing. Oh, the yeah, sound yeah. of the accordion makes me cry. You cried like, a lot. <laughs> I cried so much, and I and of course I'm like I'm such a fucking idiot. I didn't have a tissue or a handkerchief for anything. You should have brought a to go box. Uh, yeah. I so I so. so I'm like this. The second the event starts, I'm crying, and then my mom gets up and does this completely abstract like art. Uh, happening thing mm-hmm. and I was like oh no oh no oh no um but I think it was actually great that it started out that way because then nobody felt pressure no I, I really <laughs> it was a great icebreaker because so your sister-in-law got up first and read like a poem a circus poem to kind of set the mood for things then your mom um which even that oh my gosh I was like I'm not gonna so your mom was like I need to be first your sister-in-law was like Hey, I need to be first. And I was like, hey, I'm not getting in the middle of this. Also, I'm the MC, so when am I supposed to go? Yeah, I was like, oh, I was gonna like start us off, but then I was like, that's totally fine, because I'm not gonna step on anybody's toes. But like both of them were like, I'm first, I'm first. And I went to you and I'm like, who should I put up first? I <laughs> don't I'm know like, what to oh, do. Oh wow, I don't I don't know what that's to do. Also, I don't want to get involved. Yeah. I we we figured it out. But then so Jennifer goes, yeah, your mom goes. And then uh, the next person, so we had had, there was one more person, I forget who went. We'd had three people and we were already, what, 35 minutes in? Way like, long. It was already, we had It three, was supposed to be three to five minutes, people. Yeah, I told, and I even told people, you have three to five minutes. I'm not going to be a jerk about it, but like, you, I'm going to come stand by you at five minutes. Because like, because 21 people had signed up to do toast and roast at five minutes each. That's like 90 minutes. Like, you, that's a... And you know everybody's going to go long. So you're like, we're already at two hours. And I was thinking, so we started, uh, like, we started around eight. And I was like, you guys have a wedding tomorrow. So you probably want to be done with this by, like, ev- Like It was supposed to be 6.30 to 8.30. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't even really get started until eight. Yeah. And to the toast and roast part. Like, right. we were talking and hanging out and stuff. But um, so then, I don't know this. I forget this person's name. Sean. Sean. Um, then some uh, uh, he gets up. And I call him up. And he gets up. And he's like... 
okay, everybody go ahead and take a quick bathroom break. Go ahead, everybody, you know, why don't we pause for a minute? And he's like, sorry to step on the MC's toes. I was like, what the fuck? So yeah, I was like, no, yeah, don't stop it now. So everybody gets up and we had good momentum at yeah. that point too. Like your mom set the tone. People are like, oh, haha, okay, this is fun. Uh, then he's like, go to the bathroom. So I think he thought a couple people might take him up. Everybody disappears. Yeah. It takes us a good 20 minutes to get everybody rounded back up, sat back down. We're like, come on, come on, come on. Nobody will. Uh, hey, buddy. How was school? You can say hi here. Say hi to the live stream. Hi, guys. <laughs> school was good. Good. Love you. Get out of here. Love you too. Oh, no kiss? Wow. Thank you. Love you. Um, will you make sure we're still live? <laughs> okay. Um, so that he. So okay. I, I think. So this is what I wondered about. That was he getting up, and was he trying to stall because he didn't want to go? I think he was making a joke. I my thought and Alex too. We both felt like he was like, okay, everybody take a quick bathroom break. Go get another drink because he was embarrassed and like shy and didn't want to do it in front of a bunch of people because then after everybody got up and started to leave and there was like six of us left he was like okay I'm just gonna read my poem now and I was like no you're not you're gonna wait for everybody to sit back down and he was like no I want to do it while everybody was gone I was like tough shit wait and he was like okay so then I made him stand there the entire time because I was so annoyed with him I was and he was like I feel like I pissed you off I'm like you did he was like, I kind of stepped on your toes. You fully stepped on my toes, Sean. So then everybody came and sat back down. And then he re he read like a minute and a half long It was like a haiku. A haiku he wrote 15 minutes before. And I was like, you broke up the whole flow so that, so that you could do a haiku. I was like, all right, nobody. And so when I got up after him, yeah. I was like, nobody else do that. Yeah. No more bathroom bre breaks. If you have to pee, go pee. Be an adult. But... And then so after this is that, making it sound like it was a total disaster. No, but it which wasn't. It wasn't. No, it was very fun. And so. people and people gave really I cried a bunch too. People gave really beautiful me moving speeches and and everybody did creative things and read poems and like I don't know I just, and Had Hadley and her and Alex uh, her husband Alex they um, sang a song together which I sobbed during. It I was thought it was so sweet. The sweetest. And they did such a good job. He mm -hmm. played the ukulele. They did the song from The Jerk. Yes. The um, song that he sings with Bernadette Peters, who is because they're at the circus. Yes. It's so and sweet. It was so perfect. Yeah. I yeah, I loved that. And yeah. so many of the people that um, gave speeches or, you know, gave toasts, um, I could, you could just tell like how much thought they'd put into yeah, it. Yeah, you could. And people who were, who had been really, really nervous did such a great job. Yeah. My friend Aaron, who did not, he was like for a month, just like terrified, not a public speaker. And his speech was so funny. So funny. So funny. So funny and so cute. And Bijou, my older sister, who is, I've never met, is a delight. Yes. Oh my God, I loved her so much. Yes. Uh, so funny. And and the story she told about you made me laugh so hard. Me too. She was so funny. She came up with something so original and I was like, what? I, I just felt, I felt so loved. Yeah. Which, you know, I kind of, um, I'm not the person that 
well, maybe I am. Maybe I am the person that's always inviting, you know, people to praise me. But I don't feel like no. that is some an opportunity that I've ever had before where people have, you know, we spend time together, we have fun together, but I never feel like, oh yeah, Jocelyn's great. Dave is great. Yeah. And um, I felt like it was, it was an interesting thing as somebody who's been your friend for, you know, like a decade now. And a lot of those people I've never met, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, some of your family, some of your friends I know, but a lot of them I have never met. And it was really, really cool and really moving to see um, just the overflow of love for you and for Dave. And it was really like very, very, I mean, you don't invite praise. In fact, you and Dave do a million things for other people and you're always so generous with your time and your energy and you're so kind. And it was very cool because I feel like, oh, I just gave myself chills. Oh my God, I'm so moving. <laughs> uh, but it was because I was like, I feel like everybody there was so excited to have a chance to like tell you and Dave and other people how much you mean to them. And it was, it was beautiful. Like it was Aaron great. said, uh, he always wanted to impress me mm -hmm. and he uh what you know he wanted to impress me the night of the toast and roast and uh that's why he was so nervous about it and he said only jocelyn would invite people to her wedding and uh make them set up for it and also be the entertainment <laughs> Yeah, that was really very good. I mean, I thought it was a perfect for me, a perfect gift to give because I'm not the most organized person. I'm not going to do a good flower arrangement, but I can MC the fuck out of anything. And I saw well, it was very it was like, so key. I was like, I just don't think that this could have happened with any other group of people. Yeah. Without you, without each of those individuals making up the, you know, the variety show. Everybody, mm -hmm. like you said, did something different. My dad read the poem that I wrote for him for Father's Day. Oh, that was so beautiful. And everybody laughed and laughed. I didn't realize you wrote that poem. Yes. Jocelyn, holy fuck. Okay, well, you need to post it because... Uh, I when he read it at first I thought he wrote it and then somebody said no 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 he didn't write it it's like a really well-known poem but I guess I meant of yours <laughs> of yours because I was like this is the best poem I've ever heard I mean I cried through that whole thing it was so good it was so amazing yeah no, and your I dad's wrote that reading of it day. yeah which I, I had written him that poem for Father's Day and I thought either he's going to be super offended mm -hmm. or he'll like it but then, and he never said anything to me about it. Oh, and funny. then we went up to McCall in July or whatever. And my mom's like, he's been carrying this around and he's been reading it at dinner parties. Oh my God. He still had it in the paper bag that I gave him. Oh my God. And the printout. And so I was like, you're kidding. And so then he read it when we were in McCall in front of the grandkids. And it was so fun because the grandkids got it. They understood that all these things were yeah. things that he says. You have to post it. It's so, so funny and so beautiful. And it's also just an incredible poem. Like, that's why I thought it, I was like, this is probably written in like 1920. It's been around. I'm like the only person who doesn't know the my the things my dad told me poem. Like yeah. things my father told to me that I now say to my son. Yeah. Amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, the whole, it was so that fun. whole I I only wished that we had had um a recording of it because I didn't know um like I want 
I wanted to remember everything that everybody said so that I could go back to it. I wish we had filmed it. I know. It was just like, it's it was so, so magical. It was. Alex almost brought his camera and then he was like, oh, it might be weird. She might think. And I was I like, think oh, we sh- I wish I we had. That's the kind of thing that could never have been captured because you, it just would have, it just never would have happened the same way. But one of my favorite things was because of Alex and this is going to be a <laughs> lifetime joke, which is my friend Brian, who is also a very shy, soft-spoken person. It was his turn to get up and you yelled back to um, Alex, who's up next? And he said, Britch. Which to be clear, <laughs> Alex very rarely drinks and he had had like a glass of wine and maybe a couple glasses of champagne. And he was a little, he even was like, I'm a little tipsy. <laughs> And I, 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 he did Britch and then, and then stove, stove. Your dad's dad stove later. So it we, was really cute. We already job, have started calling Brian Britch. Yeah, it was I'm perfect. I'm getting Britch. Uh, I want to get him one of those name tags. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then everybody was chanting Britch, Britch, Britch when he was getting up, which was hilarious. And then everybody chanted stove, stove, stove when my dad, <laughs> Steve, got up. Uh, but Brian, which, uh, which was so hilarious... He took it very literally, the toast and roast, and he brought a cooler onto stage. Which was so funny because we were sitting next to him and the whole time I'm like, why does this guy have a cooler with tags from Alaska? And I didn't know they were, I didn't know until he got up that they were from Alaska. But it was so funny that he brought a cooler all the way from Alaska for this bit. Yeah. Where he gave us a toast, which was a loaf of bread. And a roast, which was a bear roast, that he to cook. caught or he shot, he shot. and and butchered. Yeah. So he brought a, a literal a little toast, toast and, and roast, roast. Yeah, which like I didn't even think of that. And of yeah, course, it was, it was very so cute. perfect for him. And he's very quiet, and so he was just kind of like, "Oh, I didn't, guys. Sorry about this. I, I guess I took this a little literally." <laughs> and then he had that, and I'm like, "You brought that from Alaska for the bits. So good, so cute." Well, it's a testament to how great that night was that, that we're we, still talking. We about haven't even toast. talked about the wedding, which was. Like the most incredible wedding I've ever been to. In fact, the band who was wonderful. What were they? The, mighty, the Moody Jews. The Moody Jews. And they played like polka-y. Uh, they uh, play klezmer. Klezmer. Like, oh, folk music-y. Oh, God, it was so fun. But I heard them. I was getting tacos at the taco truck. There was also a corn dog truck. Uh, at the taco truck, I heard them. And they were like, this is the best wedding we've ever worked at. Like, this is incredible. This I is so I can't fun. even tell you how many people said best wedding ever. It was so And I really fun. don't think that they were, that it was like hyperbole. No, I, I no. really think it was the best wedding ever. It was the best wedding ever. And somehow we pulled it off. Yeah. And uh, everybody, like, just everybody showed up everybody dressed up everybody you told people to dress in in circus so it was circus themed and you told people to dress in circus attire or at least something like bright circus inspired attire and so many people wore costumes mm-hmm. it was super super cute i because we so i had um uh like kind of a trapeze outfit from a, a thing i did a long time ago and um alex like the day before was like because like Aaron said, he was like, I can't just wear like slacks to Jocelyn's party. I'm not going to wear slacks, you know? So he went and bought material. He's never sewn anything except for uh, repel knives on repel harnesses for firefighting. And he was just like, yep. It was amazing. He sewed his whole outfit that day, you the day of your wedding. Unbelievable. But when we were driving there, I was like, 
I hope that this isn't one of those we misunderstood the directions and nobody else, everybody else is circus inspired, like with a fun print and we're in trapeze outfits. But no. everybody was dressed up and people had great costumes. Really great so costumes. Fun. Really great costumes. And yeah, and my friend Aaron uh, was on stilts. Yeah, that which was super fun. I couldn't believe, like he was on the real stilts where he had made long pants and yeah. he was towering over people. And I was like, oh my God, this makes it seem yeah. so surreal or so otherworldly. When I walked up and saw him, I was like, oh, it's like a proper circus. It's yeah. like a proper, it you had a, a trapeze, you had a tightrope, you had all sorts of like fun things. Not only that, but when you got to the wedding, you got to the welcome table and then you got um like a, I mean, I mean, you explain it. It okay, was phenomenal. So you got a, everybody reached in the top hat and grabbed a button and there were five different buttons and each of them had a name of a famous circus family on it. So you were Chiarini or you were Sarasani or you were, uh, you were um, I was at Barabas. I was Barabas. Yeah, so you got th that button and so everybody had their own button and then when you got to the welcome table, they gave you a program and then in that program was a um, route card that matched your button and it had information about your famous circus family that you were joining. And it had um, on the back a fill-in word game that you had to go around to all of the things to do. Because there were stations. There were how many stations? Like there 30? was or no 20 there was 20 there's 20 20 stations and, and it was like a scavenger hunt sort of but like you had to go to each station which was, which was so like fun. play cornhole or walk the trappy walk the tightrope or play the high striker or go have to the a kissing corn dog. booth yeah oh my God, get your so fortune told um get your face painted and then so you would go to each of those stations and there was a sign at each station where you had to look on the back and see if there was a word there that you would use to fill in the um, it was a poem. Mm -hmm. And then you also had to find a member of every other circus family. So there's five circus families. So you had to introduce yourself to somebody who was, Which was a so representative. Which was so up mingling mm -hmm. with people you didn't know because you'd be like, "Hi, are you from that family? I need to get your." And that's you why they were buttons, so you could see. So you could see, like, "Oh, so I need fun. to go up and introduce myself to somebody in the Chiarini family because then they had a secret word that would fill in." Um, it was those so spots. creative, like the booklet. All of it was so beautifully. I mean, the can I show the invitation? Yeah. The invitation alone is like the prettiest it was so pretty and beautiful and like detailed and poetic and then like when we were when we first got the um and the rsvp the card had a tear-off ticket yes so you had to bring in your ticket and they were all individually numbered and then there was a raffle i won a book about an elephant and so what so when you finished filling out your route card you put them in a box and then um, we gave away like a ton of raffle prizes if you finished your route card, which yeah. pretty much everybody did.
Yeah. Oh, it was impressive. It was impressive. I was. It was the kind of thing like I feel like a lot of people would do that unsuccessfully and later be like, eh, only like three people did the scavenger hunt. Literally everybody was like, did you find number 13? Oh, and you came and told me where number 10 was. And then and people were asking me where number 10 was. And I was like, I don't know. And then Alex was like, I think she told us so we would tell people. And I was like, oh, OK. Yeah, everybody was really looking for number 10. And I was like, oh, dear, we maybe need to give some clues. But that was fun because everybody was working together and it was like kids and adults and everybody was walking around trying to find stuff and um and the band the whole time was playing and they were so fun and the dance floor was right there and and also like uh, i i posted a few pictures on my instagram but it was so beautiful it was at your family's winery and it was just gorgeous out like perfect weather perfect perfect night could not have it was asked for anything better amazing people um we're like we had hay bales I was so worried like are we gonna have enough seats are we gonna have enough food are we gonna have like I had done a whole snack table with you know jawbreakers and popcorn popcorn and peanuts which was so fun when we walked up to the snack table I was like this is so animal barns animal cracker boxes all these fun little like Kid, you know, circusy kid snacks and stuff. It was really fun. The ice cream that was all delicious and yeah. and circus inspired flavors and all of it really smart too. I was thinking that like I know it was a ton of work, but you the way that you uh, set so many of the things up to just be like you go get your own ice cream. You mm-hmm. know, like you go get a taco at the taco truck. You can get a corn dog. By the way, those corn dogs were. What, I, how were those the best corn dogs I've ever had? Which is nuts. They were so I good. I wanted corn dogs I because wanted, it's a novelty and yeah. because, yeah, it's a delicious, fun food, but it's a very carnival food. But they were actually so delicious. They were so and good. I had so many people telling me how good the, t- the, uh, corn dogs were yeah. i was like i didn't really expect people yeah. to be like, no, people like oh, fun, gushing corn dog. about no the corn, the dogs, corn were, dogs the corn dogs were weirdly good i was like i don't know why these are so amazing but everything top to bottom we'd done so uh, custom pencils with the yeah. name of the circus on them oh we all got cups we all got a glass to take home yeah with we had custom beer ones. glasses and custom wine glasses super cute and uh dave actually even though it took him two weeks at the very end was able to figure out the red phones. Yeah. And we had the uh, Be Wise Cracker, which was there was one phone uh, set up on one side of the circus and a phone set up, a banana phone Mm -hmm. set up on the other side of the circus. And uh, at one phone there was uh, jokes and on the other one there was punchlines. So you had to... (laughs) pick up the phone and call somebody and have them um tell you the punchline to the joke that you told them mm-hmm. that was one of the stations that was a good one that yeah. one was really fun you had uh the ring toss which again dave is incredible and one of the things i said in my speech was that it was so incredible to watch <laughs> to watch you have an idea and then dave take it even further yeah like you're like oh let's do a cake ring toss and so he made like a wooden cake and painted it and it but then he's like what if it spun you know and then everything was like that where he was he was like what if it also lit up and you had one of those like strength tester things the high striker yeah I mean there were so many fun things that Dave built like that you had the idea for and then Dave helped like helped you build what you were thinking of. and then I did all the decorating of it and everything was beautiful yeah it's weird because now you have all this stuff and I'm like well you can't throw it away it's all 
gorgeous. Well, he wanted to take it all to the dump. And I was no. like, here's the thing. These are actually heirlooms at this point. Yes. These are heirlooms. They are so beautifully done. Yeah. He's a he's a heirloom woodworker. Ma- yeah, a master carpenter. Yeah. They're gorgeous. And and the way you painted them, everything was just like it was so it was such an incredible world to walk into just as a guest. Um, I can't believe you did that for everybody. You know, like as a guest, I think all of us were like, holy shit. I mean, every every step of it felt, that's part of the reason when we were getting ready, we were like full makeup, big hair. I yeah. can't, oh, I was you like. Looked, and it was really, really hilarious to watch you guys arrive and people were like, I mean, that was what's so fun is like, you were the show. The guests were the yeah, show. Yeah. You were the circus. Keep, and people and look, that's what we wanted. We wanted it to be everybody is the circus. Yeah. You know, you are the tightrope walker. Which by the way, did you walk the tightrope? Um, I did. And actually pretty good at it. I was really? pretty good. Yeah. I still have not been able to complete the run of the tightrope. Well, I was a gymnast. Yeah. And so I do have pretty good balance. Um I feel I like was I have gonna... really good balance and I just still can't. So what he did, what Dave did was he built this, it was just like a two by six, I think. Mm-hmm. And then he carved out the top of it in like a ridge. And then he got this huge thick rope and attached it to the top of it. And it's probably 10 feet long. Mm-hmm. And then it wraps around this huge post. Then he built this uh, box that has a star on it. So it was like you're perched up high. And what's crazy is that it's only probably eight feet or I mean, eight inches off the ground. Yeah, it's not very high. It feels really like you're high. It was very cute watching people on it because everybody was acting like they were defying death. Like everybody was like, okay. (laughs) They had the umbrella that you had, which was also perfect. Uh, And then it ended at the trapeze. Yeah that you then had to swing on the trapeze onto the, into the mat net. I went to do, um, some of the kids were there and they, they were like, what are you dressed as? And I was like, we're a trapeze act. And they were like, show us your trapeze skills. And I went to do it and, um, almost lost my tits. Because the, <laughs> the outfit I was wearing doesn't have a, like you couldn't wear a bra. So I had just kind of tied them in. And when I went to do it, I was like, no, never mind. No act, no trapeze act tonight. So my dad, uh, was like, who is that? (laughs) And I said, that's Emma. You met her last night. Yeah, he's like, that's Emma, the same Emma? I was like, yes, that is the same (laughs) Emma. You were so completely transformed. Every single person who was there Friday uh, did not recognize me Saturday. Was like uh, completely shocked. And then tell them what uh, Susie said. Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) Susie came over to me out of the blue and was like, Oh my gosh, I haven't seen a butt like that since I left Texas. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank you so much. And then later I was like, was that a compliment? I took it as a compliment, but I'm not. And she like went on about my butt for quite a while, which did look really great in that trapeze So yeah, outfit. so Susie is the kid's nanny. And uh, she is a, she is a real character. Yeah. Real character. Yeah. Um, and she's Southern and... Uh, but she does always say sort of wacky things, which I think is like with her and my mom together, it's like <laughs> I never really am sure what's going on. Yeah. But I I 
do want to assure you that that was for sure a compliment. Well, from it Susie. Was, if it was a compliment, I was like, that's a really, I haven't seen a butt like that since I left Texas is a huge compliment. Yeah. And a that massive, should also, like, oh, thank you. Also maybe should be in your bio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My ass looks like it's from Texas. Uh, it was, yeah, it was magical. And one of my favorite parts of the night was, um, after people kind of started to leave and it started to wind down and like everybody was kind of dancing and like, it just, I don't, I was thinking like, it's very rare. I feel like where you're in a group of people that you don't know very well, where everybody feels completely comfortable Mm -hmm. and everybody was like fully being themselves and having a great time. And nobody was like, self-conscious or uh, not you know not because everybody was like drunk because it was like a very chill wedding it's not like people were like hammered or anything Mm -mm. like that uh but everybody just seemed like they were having such a lovely time and everybody it was so everybody was so happy yeah it was like this rare moment of bliss and Mm -hmm. so i do think i was just saying to um to renee that i think i need to write a party book Yes. Because I have thrown so many parties and I know these what you have to do in order for people to um to break down those barriers. Yes. And to get people engaged and to get people participating. And one of the things is people have to wear something on theme. Mm-hmm. They have to wear something on theme because then they're automatically part of a group. It's like when you wear a uniform and then you're all you're already part of the, the you know, you're part of the army huh. or you're part of the UPS. Like you yeah. already have a community. That's very smart. Even if it's just we're all wearing the same color mm-hmm. or we're all wearing plaid or like whatever, you're immediately part of the group. And that then, is so smart. You should write a book. Holy cow. That is very true. Yeah. And so I think that makes people at ease and definitely wearing a costume even beyond that takes people out of themselves and takes people out of um maybe their hang-ups or you know being self-conscious like you just were not going to be able to be self-conscious in that unitard no you were just like it's all out yeah yeah it's like (laughs) i already i already walked past that and now i'm here i'm I'm already in a skin tight velvet red outfit Mm -hmm. so what am i going to be shy this party like (laughs) no no. and and for some people all it is all it is is like putting on a giant bow tie and they're like oh but i'm already silly yes so i guess i can just be silly so it gives you permission to have fun uh, you have to always uh, do some kind of activity. You have to have an activity yeah. and you have to have a defined activity and it has to have competition mm-hmm. because uh, people will participate, but they will really get into it. If there's some level of competition, which is also not um, skill based yeah. at all. You um, people were kind of filling out the scavenger hunt things um before, but then when Lindsay got up and was like, "Hey, there's a raffle. Everybody, and, and you have to have it in by seven. Everybody was like, "Go quick, quick, quick!" You know, like it was totally changed the entire tone. It was funny because all of a sudden everybody was like, "I got to get this done. Don't talk to me." And everybody before had been kind of mingling and like you know get, doing a thing here and there, but. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a blast. And you got your face painted. I got my face painted. Which was so fun. Yeah. I still have all that face painting stuff. And Uh, I almost gave it because, uh, one of our, um, Juju crew has a 13 year old daughter and she had asked me the week before, she said, well, Jancy wants to come, but she wants to face paint. And I was like, yes, please. 
And uh, then, so I got the face painting stuff and then my friend Jamie agreed because I said, well, we need to have, let's have an adult. So we have two people so she doesn't get overwhelmed. And then uh, Jamie came up with like the patterns for, you know, like what she was, what they were going to paint. And uh, it, it was so cute to see everybody's, of course, the kids wanted to get their face painted, but oh, yeah. then a lot of the but adults then, um, did too. The, yeah. Like then the adults started to be like, I mean, I want something. Yeah. Uh, Jamie told me the funniest thing uh, that uh, a kid came up and was like, so which of you is the more talented face <laughs> painter? And Jamie was like, uh, and I mean, one is a 13 year old girl. Jamie went to art school. She's a professional artist, but she was like, well, we're both really good. And she was like, well, I guess we'll just see. And she had Jamie do, I think it was like a rainbow and clouds or something. And when Jamie got done, she looked in the mirror and she goes, well, I guess I should have picked the other person. And she was not impressed. And Jamie was like, this is free face painting. All right. Okay. So yeah, I thought that was very funny. Yeah. I was like, yeah, well, I enjoyed it. I got a, a thunder, a lightning bolt and I, it matched my costume perfectly. I yeah. It, was, it great. was really, really cute. I didn't somehow get mine. I really wanted to though. And I didn't. Well, you were very busy. You were mingling. I was. You were mingling. I, I, that the hardest part about throwing a party is um, that you just don't really get to talk or see people yeah. for more than two minutes. And yeah. there was definitely people that were there that I didn't even put eyes on or engage at all yeah so that was really sad because i had people there from high school uh college uh random jobs my parents friends who i it hadn't was seen so in 20 years to meet all your people mm -hmm. it was really fun to meet all the different people and like your arizona crew and some of your friends from high school who were so fun and so nice and um I I, just i've got to say like i have a golden set of people you do you do. I really, really, I mean, I've always felt like I'm pretty good at, you know, judging people's character and cultivating friendships with amazing people. But then I was like, uh, maybe I'm actually like a total pro at this. Yeah. No, you could write a book about that. Yeah. About how to maintain adult friendships. Yeah. With, with great people. With great nobody's people. Because nobody's like yeah. boring or lame. No. Or, yeah. Or like, I was thinking how like nobody it, every wedding I've been to, somebody gets too drunk and is weird. Well, we uh, we we knew who those people were going to be um, before, and we didn't invite them. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, and I made sure that the beer that we got was low alcohol beer. That's actually very smart in your party book. Put <laughs> and, it in the party book. Yeah, and I told uh, Dave's friend who works for an al uh, for an alcohol distributor that uh, his offer of. Uh, cocktails in cans was uh thanks but no thanks yeah yeah i was like we're not having hard liquor no at wonder. this wedding we're no starting wonder. it at five yeah and it's five to eight although we were we were out. there pretty late i got home by midnight yeah most people were gone by 10 yeah after after 10 it was sort of the core group and people were dancing and that was when it sort of got like mellow and and very chill but yeah but it was it was fantastic. You throw an incredible party. Best wedding I've ever been to. Congratulations. Thank you. By the way. Thank you. You must be exhausted. I don't even know how you're upright right now. Yeah. I sent you a picture of we have we're that's why we're doing the podcast here. Yeah. Uh, because everything it took us like two days, um, multiple trips in multiple cars to get everything from uh, the wedding location back to our house. 
and it's still all in piles, in totes, in bags, in boxes. It's like so much shit. Yeah. And I was going to attempt to do some of it today. And I was just sitting there. I told Dave, I was like, I just don't think I can do it yet. Yeah. Like it is so massive of a job. And my like my voice is still tired from talking a week ago. My voice has not recovered yet. I believe it. I believe. Yeah, that makes sense. I am. I I just feel like a like core exhaustion yeah. from my brain running, you know, 100 miles a minute. Well, and because usually people honeymoon after mm. something like this, you know, you'd like disappear for a week or two and and go like rest. But like you guys just basically are like, we're married. All right, we're wedding. Uh, can we also talk about like what the fuck is up with VRBOs and Airbnbs uh, requiring that you check out by 10 a.m.? What? This has been my experience in the last few months. And also having totally insane, like, checkout requirements. Oh, yeah, the cleaning stuff. I mean, I haven't used one in a long time because they're so shady. They charge you a a $250 cleaning fee. And they're like, wipe down all the appliances, strip the sheets, start the laundry, reset the... and mop the kitchen. It's like, it's absurd. I don't know why anybody uses Airbnb. At 10 a.m., we had two different VR... or We had a VRBO and an Airbnb... Because we had all these guests and we were staying in some of them. And so we had to be out of the place, which we had 10 people staying at, 12 people staying out, cooking, uh, you know, eating meals, getting ready for a wedding. And they're like, and they are so fucking insistent on it. Oh my God. They're like, we need to. And so when I was a kid or I don't know, five years ago (laughs) when I was a kid, (laughs) It was always uh, two o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it was noon. And I was like, yeah, noon. I could see that. You know, you don't need to stay at a hotel. You don't need to stay at a v- VRBO till two o'clock. So noon, totally fine. Then all of a sudden it was 11. And I remember 11 like last year. It's 10 now. Wild. You got to be out of there by 10. I was, we, you know, I wasn't hung over except like emotionally and physically and then we had to get up and get out of that that place strip the sheets yeah i had to like it was like wipe down all the counters um they had like a specific basket where you had to stick the sheets that were marked with the name of it and then you had to put all the rest the rest of the bedding i mean it was like (laughs) it was like a scavenger hunt where you're like, okay, now wait, what do I have to do? Then it was wipe down all appliances. So I was like, so do they mean the toaster? Yeah. You know, like, I'm, am I wiping down the double stove? Am I wiping down the coffee maker? Everything, yeah. Because they're looking for a reason to, to, to get another 250 bucks out of you. So they're always super But shady. what is the 250 bucks for? What are they cleaning? Yeah. So, um... Really quickly, I have to tell you, so a friend of mine, so same weekend as your wedding, a friend of mine and his husband went to the Oregon coast for uh, his sister's wedding. And it was important to her that they all stay in a big house together. It was a small wedding. So it was like 30 people, uh, you know, maybe 35, 
but they got a house where they could all fit together. And it was very important to the bride and groom that like everybody stay for the weekend. And it was like a big bonding thing and like mm-hmm. a kind of a family reunion, but a chance for the fa- two families to get to know each other. Um, just core family, mom and dad, siblings, basically kids. And um, they got a permit to do the wedding down on the beach. They okayed everything. They were like, we have a bunch of people. The Airbnb was like, great, whatever. And uh, I texted on Sunday, hey, how was the wedding? And he sends me back a picture. It's his sister in her wedding dress talking to the cops because the owner evicted them during. So they went down to the beach, got married, had a permit for that, came back and they were eating. And the owner shows up. She's like, we don't allow weddings. You guys have to pack up and leave right now. And um, they were like, oh, well, we didn't do the wedding here. We did the wedding down on the beach because we read in the thing that you can't have your wedding ceremony here, which who gives a shit? Yeah. What, you don't want rose petals on the ground? I'm like, I've been, since they told me this story, I've been trying to figure out why you would give a shit. Like, well, I would say having worked at places where they have weddings, that weddings can be really... Um, destructive Mm -hmm. i mean we've had we had people you know the bathrooms every single time we had weddings the bathroom toilets would be clogged yeah people treat a often a rental facility with a lot of disrespect sure especially if they're like drunk bros well and people peeing in things people tearing down things people but i figure like you have a house right so you're like a millionaire investor who has this house that can house 20 to 30 people and they were allowed to have up to 35 they had less than that and i don't know how many exactly but i know that he said that they were under the the limit but you have this giant mansion of a house where you can fit a fuck ton of people like there's gonna be that's an event you don't get 35 people together at a house for no reason you know like there's something and they had even checked and been like we're not doing the ceremony but we are eating and they're there for the whole weekend yeah so she called the cops she was like you guys have to leave right now or she showed up she said you have to leave right now they were like we can't like we have like elderly people and kids like where will we go she was like i don't give a shit pack up your stuff the the bride and you know is crying and everybody's trying to like pack up um then she ends up calling the cops because they're not like moving fast enough or something, packing up this entire family, two families. And so the, she, the cops come, the, the bride is talking to them in her wedding dress, bawling. And he sends me this picture the next day. Oh my God. Then, so they luckily somehow magically found another giant place where they were all able to go. And um, I, they looked up the couple and the guy, of course, okay, when I tell you this, they're, it's a husband and wife. They own a bunch of real estate. Uh, they're developers. The husband used to be a Republican state senator, mm-hmm. but he uh, had to step down after it came out that he had paid for his mistress's abortion. Mm. So he had to step down. Did uh, he though? Did he? Haven't they all? Yeah. So, so just an absolute disaster. Like the whole thing was, you know, she's heartbroken. The bride, of course, the whole family was pretty heartbroken. And they're also super mad. And they realized later because they were talked to the neighbors and the neighbors said, they do weddings here. I don't know what's going on. Then they looked up the, so she has like 44 complaints against her for the Better Better Business Bureau and Bureau. And she's being sued by a black a family that had rented the place and she they got kicked out for being black basically 
And what we think happened was they had a bunch of pride stickers and stuff on their cars because they're a very gay, gay and gay friendly family. And uh, she saw the pride stickers. She came. And if I show you the picture of this bitch, she's exactly what you think. Mm -hmm. Like just the fucking plastic surgery face, entitled, terrible person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what a thing to do just because you just feel like wrecking somebody's day. But she she's being sued by a bunch of different people because she won't give deposits back. She won't give you a refund if she kicks you out. And like their family spent like seven grand renting this place. She wouldn't refund any of it. So it is really, I feel like a scam. Yeah. There are so many fees. And so it's like, oh, it's going to be one thirty nine a night. And it ends up being like two fifty a night because there's just like they can set their own fees. Yeah. And so, you know. And, and then you're like, well, I don't really have another option. I mean, we had to house people. They yeah. have kids. We need to feed people. You need something close. You need something close. And you're kind of out in the rural area out there. So it's like a hotel is actually not a great yeah. option. And, we, and it was a really nice house. It was comfortable. Um, but it was like, you pay what they say. You do all this hoop jumping. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah, I, you're you're always worried that something's going to come back. And then they have this whole rating thing. It's yeah. just like Uber or Lyft where it's like, if you don't give five stars and give some elaborate description, then you're the one that gets dinged. Yeah, then they do something shitty to your rating. Yeah. I haven't stayed. I just remember I haven't stayed in an Airbnb since... Um, I was going down, I think it was to Houston, and I was looking for a place, and I found this cute little art gallery with a loft above it, and in like, you know, uh, this very cool part of Houston, and I was like, oh, perfect, and um, and then I was communicating with the guy back and forth, and um, the day I got there, I wasn't, I was doing a podcast and then headed to the thing. He was like, oh, just let me know when you get here, and I was like, sure, and he was like, I'll probably be staying the night downstairs, and I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, yeah, we're doing a little thing at the gallery. And then I usually stay the night. You're welcome to come down. And I was kind of like, oh, thanks. And then he started being so fucking creepy to me and sending me a bunch of weird messages being like, I hope you don't mind. I looked you up on Instagram. You're super hot, blah, blah, blah. And he sent me a whole bunch of creepy messages. And I was like, "Uh, no, absolutely not. And I canceled my thing and was like, fuck off. And then he sent me a whole bunch of harassing messages after that being like, why would you cancel? And I lodged a complaint, obviously, which, no, you know, I didn't nothing get, happened, nothing right. happened. Um, but after that, I was like, I'm just going to stay in hotels because uh, that was yeah, super, especially super as creepy. a single woman. I would yeah. not stay in a VRBO. But it's like, you know, our family, when we travel, it's like 16 of us and we can't go out to a restaurant. Yeah. You know, like we need places to cook, places and, be to together cook and, and hang out because most of what we're doing is getting together. And so, you know, we find a big beach house or something but i'm just like this is somebody's got to find a better system because this is really a scam yeah i wish there was just a place where you could like just like meet a nice family and and that you could be like we're not going to trash your house can we come stay and then they can stay in your house when they want to come to idaho for some unexplainable reason but (laughs) yeah and there are i know like private companies that manage properties that you can do that but i never seem to know what they are or how to get no get arranged get them arranged so well, congratulations on thank your wedding y'all. it was perfect thank you thank you for all your contributions aesthetic uh, and humoristic of and uh, uh 
I love that when I left, you're like, oh, here's a thank you present. I was like, only you would give people a present for coming to your wedding. Like, that's incredible. Of course you did. Of course well, it's I didn't the give best present. Everybody too. a present. I gave wow. a people who like contributed their work and effort to it. Wow. So I thought that yeah, was very I cool. did um I did have one present left over because I did not give it to my dad, even though I put <laughs> together a uh, gift for him because he was so shitty to me on the morning of the no. wedding. Okay, you have heard, you saw like all of the organization that I did. Yeah. And so uh, I walk into the house on Saturday morning and my dad is like railing, uh, you know, at my mom and he's like, what are you doing in here doing all these dishes? Because there was dishes left over from the night before the toast and roast. And she's like, I don't mind. It's fine. He's like, you're supposed to be up washing your hair. They don't think of you at all. Nobody ever thinks of you. And I was so mad because how much thinking of my mom did I do? So much. And I had had a team that was going to do cleanup, but they weren't supposed to start till 10. I was like, I had this all set up so that she didn't have to do these dishes. Oh, really? Well, where's her team? Where's the team? Where are they? It's 10 o'clock. Where are these people? You never think of anybody else. Oh, my God. He was so rude to me. And I was like, you know what? There's just not a statement less true than I don't think of other people. That's like I had on person thought of everybody. And then at the toast and roast, and he said it a couple of times. But on stage at the Toast and Roast, he said, yeah, well, I'm paying for all of this. So did you hear that? Yeah, part? I did. So um, when like months ago, when we started talking about this wedding, um, he and my mom had they'd owed me money for business stuff that happened over th- a course of three years. And I said, here's the thing. I don't want you to pay me. I want you to contribute to the expenses of the wedding because I'm going to need help with that. So that is money they already owed me, okay? <laughs> oh my God, that's such a dad move. Yeah. And I paid for this whole thing. Yes, I owed you three grand, <laughs> but. No, he owed me 7,500. Oh my God. And so, um, but I still, I was like, okay, well, you're paying for the event rentals. You're paying for, you pay the deposit on the taco truck. Um, he paid for the uh, porta potty and um there was one oh he bought peanuts <laughs> which i had to which hear you would be surprised how expensive peanuts it was 130 dollars. oh boy <laughs> he bought the organic ones from cliffs and i was like so he had been complaining about all these expenses he's like it's so much money it's so much money <laughs> and i was like okay so i'm not gonna like charge anything else to him but then at the wedding he was you know, acting like he was the host and was oh he was saying people literally to said people. that said that he paid for the whole thing several times. I heard him. yeah, <laughs> and That's so I was like, <sighs> by the way, you're not paying for this wedding. You owed me money, so I'm paying for this wedding. So I did this whole like he's grousing about it. Yeah. So I did a whole accounting of it on Monday morning. Like I broke down every single expense and then what I paid out of pocket and what he paid, 
he paid less beware a middle daughter <laughs> less than four thousand dollars yeah i gave him a copy of my invoice which had our agreement on it his four thousand dollars and i was like feel free to go ahead and you know punch this up with an event rental the fact that we used your suburban like yeah. i was like get it up to seventy five hundred dollars yeah and we'll call it even yeah but at that point you still haven't paid one dime <laughs> for this wedding that's wild yeah he really was surprised yeah that uh i was gonna like call him out on it and so then he said uh, he said um i was like at the toast and roast on the stage you said i'm paying for this i said i've heard this multiple times and he said well that was just a joke okay. and i said get some better jokes <laughs> like nobody thinks this is a joke when you say that yeah everybody just assumes you're paying for the whole thing which when he said that at the toast and roast i was like is he though i don't think that's true i haven't heard mention of that before and i feel like you are a very gracious person and if he was paying for it you would have been saying that well my and my parents are paying for everything like you would have said that so many times or my parents have really chipped in and yeah. helped a lot and you know and it's funny and i also thought like well what would be the problem with them paying for some of it. Yeah. You know, like maybe you would, I'm your daughter, contribute something to that. Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't expecting for him to just keep throwing it in my face that he's like shelling out all this cash. And then I was like, you know, he's like, well, how much did it cost? What was the total? And I'm like, dude, I paid $22,000 for you to have a party for all of your loved ones. You paid $22,000. It was $22,000. I mean, it was actually probably more because Dave didn't make a well, that's cl clear why accounting. So that's why of, it was so fun. <laughs> but at no point was I worried about it or was I going to be like, you know, I paid all this money. But I was like, you know what? I invited all your friends. Yeah, there was people. a ton of old people there that I was like, I'm sure that this is like was Jocelyn's like, mom's hairdresser. Yeah. And yeah. I said, rather than harassing me, you should be saying thank you. Because I did something really lovely, which was throw a big party and invite you and allowed you to shine. Like, yeah, I was so mad, Emma. It was infuriating. That's very infuriating. <laughs> That's infuriating. First, tell me that I don't think of other people and then tell me that I didn't pay for my own wedding. That's so much money, but it, but I'm glad that you didn't um, do the usual. Like usually when you go to a wedding, that's like we went to one and it was like the the parents of the bride and the groom were talking about the money a lot there. And it was 60 grand. And yeah. it was $22,000 is was actually a very inexpensive the wedding. The most boring, like full Catholic service afterward, uh, like just at like a, you know, reception hall, boring food, boring music, boring everything, everything just like by the book, you know, like white dress, tuxedos, mm. seven bridesmaids, like the whole thing. And it was so boring. And I was like, why would you pay 60 grand for something that everybody has fucking done a thousand million times and nobody even enjoys? Like it wasn't fun. The cake wasn't good. It was so boring. Mm -hmm. Also, I love that you didn't do a wedding ceremony. Yes. There was nothing to sit through. You, Lindsay got up at one point and was like, I married these guys a year ago. <laughs> and that was like it. And I was like, 
there should be no more ceremonies. I don't need to sit through Corinthians for the 300th time in my adult life. That was hilarious too. She's like, but every wedding should have a reading from Corinthians. <laughs> that then, was how I ended. I ended the oh, no, toast. You did that. that was me. That was you. I ended the toast and roast because I was like, I'll just do my speech last. And so I ended it and I did a reading from Corinthians that was just made up about you and Dave. Right. Because that I thought. That was so funny. I loved it. I thought it was uh, a good way to to because even when I said we're going to do a reading from Corinthians everybody was like oh Jesus fucking Christ here we go so well Well, it was wonderful and I felt I felt very privileged to be there and to be your friend uh which I also said my toast and roast and and Dave's friend too and uh yeah it was great yeah it was great it was really great we're not gonna have a wedding we decided afterward I was like yeah I was like we're not capable of we have some games oh I guess we are having a wedding Alex says (laughs) But we're so disappointed. Well, we just here. have a party. That's why we, I was like, if I yeah. ever, I, my whole life, I've been, never been one of those people that was like, I'm going to parade in front of a bunch of people in a big poofy dress and like, you know, have a hanky. Like I could not do it. I could never envision it. It just was so not my temperament and also not Dave's temperament. No. And I was like, why would we do anything traditional? What have we done that's traditional? Yeah. And what's the point? So it's, so have a party that represents who you are. Well, if we did do something, we would probably and it's do it in here. honor of your yeah. marriage. I know. I just don't really want to hang out with that many people. <laughs> Alex, I think, does want one. I think he really wants to have a wedding, and we probably well, will. It could a party. be thirty people. It could be twenty-five. Fine, people. we'll do a party. Yeah. But we're just we're not as organized. I mean, although uh, speaking of spreadsheets, the other day. Yeah, what are you uh, talking oh, about? Yes, to leave. Not, yes. not organized. Uh, he, we were talking about the dog's food. He got very concerned overnight that um, ch- we make Chip's food because he's a billion years old and he has no teeth. So I cook ground cur- turkey, peas and carrots and rice, and then I grind it up and that's what we feed Chip. And it's pretty, it's the wrong ratio. He read it that it's the wrong ratio and that you have to add supplements. I was like, he's 19. I don't care. <laughs> like it's gotten him through this long. And also I feed him so much people food throughout the day. I was like, he's fine. But he was like, he was noodling it, noodling it. So in the morning he was working on his computer all morning. And finally around one, he's like, okay, I got to show you something. He's made a whole fuck ton of spreadsheets, like a whole bunch of tables to discuss like nutritional value of different foods versus prices. He's come up with what it will be yearly for each of this these This boy options. needs to be an accountant. I know. Or something where he can really monetize dig these skills. In. Yeah, he needs to dig into that. I was like, this is cool. This is ADHD, though. <laughs> Just so we're clear, you have a hundred different projects. You made six different spreadsheets to compare dog foods. And he was like, shut up. How dare you? And I posted them on Instagram. And he was like, don't show. Don't show people. I was like, I got to show. I'm showing. So this will normalize see. the behavior, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was so funny. And also, I just want to say that his entire life, I fed Sheriff the cheapest grocery store food, not always consistently the same stuff, obviously, for 21 years. Yeah. Lived 21 years. Yeah. So. I, uh, Chip has always, he was on dry food until they pulled all of his teeth. Yeah. And just, it was Kirk. Kirkland. I always would just buy like the Kirkland yeah, brand also, or whatever. Yeah, but also my vet told me after having had now many dogs that had all their teeth pulled that they still can eat kibble because they don't actually chew their food. Well, he started throwing up. Okay, that's what he wants to start giving him kibble. He threw up. 
he didn't like it. He flew up and I started making his food because he, after he got his teeth pulled, threw up a couple of times with dry food and I was like, no. So I just started making his food. And some they, some of the dogs, they are have digestion issues. Like if you switch their food. Yeah. Bev is very frequently. sensitive. Yeah. Bev is very sensitive. So. Yeah. And when they get older, like I remember Murray, you just, you couldn't even like have a different kind of can of food in yeah. with the can of food because he would get sick for three days. That's Bev. Bev so, is very sensitive. Yeah. And whereas Chip is, and Chip, Chip, I feel like is the poster child for like people, you're not supposed to feed your dog people food. Whatever I'm eating, I'm always like, do you want a cracker with peanut butter? Yeah, <laughs> He's always like, delicious. yes, of course. <laughs> of course I do. I'll try it. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, well, thank you for everything. Thank you for the wonderful party and the wonderful wedding. I really appreciated going. I definitely had the most, I not only had the most fun, uh, at the, uh, it was the most fun wedding I've ever been to. It's the most fun I've had in a couple years. And I mm. feel like it did like a COVID reset yeah. for me. Uh, it was all outdoors, you know, and I feel like a fairly safe place. So people didn't have to think about COVID a whole lot, but also it was just one of the f first times in a long time where like, um, I just actually had a lot of fun. Cause I feel like even a lot of the stuff I've been to, I don't know. There's such a pall. Yeah. On no, all it this, was really you know? like I haven't experienced my own joy that much. Maybe fleeting joy. Yeah. Quick but things. what I really felt was the the collective joy, which I just didn't really expect. I was so I was so shocked by it. I was so shocked by the night before. And I was like, why was I shocked? Yeah, you like, set everything up to be perfect, and guess what? It was. <laughs> yeah, but but also, but what it was the vibe, oh, it was yeah. the mood. I was like, I knew people were going to come and say things, and that we were going to laugh and have fun. But like somehow, I didn't expect to feel yeah so light and so bright about everything, and um, I I didn't expect people to say thank you for inviting me. Yeah, you know, like I'm sure I've never thanked anybody for inviting me to their wedding like earnestly yeah it's always like wow that was fun congratulations was thank you so much I mean I've been to some fun weddings but nothing like that nothing where like you're right after the toast and roast everybody was like this was amazing I was, and that was I was even before high. Yeah. I was high from yeah. that but then I really felt bad because I have been the maid of honor and also planned weddings for some of my good friends and Hadley's wedding was really, really fun, but it was a more traditional wedding with some non-traditional elements. And it was a big, huge shindig. Um, but like my my friend Renee, I was like, oh, I did a bad job. <laughs> she I, was there too. I didn't. Sorry that your wedding wasn't as Yeah, and then me. like she totally turned it up and I was like, well, I just didn't know the things that I should have done at that point because I think they've been married They've been married 18 years. What the fuck? Or something. Wow. Okay. Um, 17 years. But they're babies. They didn't look very old. That's a long time. No, they're not. She's six years younger than me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, they're young, yes. Um, and, But they, yeah. They I'm maybe like thinking of a different person. So, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anyway, uh, I was like, hey, so anyway, um. For your twentieth anniversary, <laughs> we're doing a redo. Yeah, because now I know what to do and how it should go. Yeah, and like 
they were under so much stress. And that's one thing, like, I don't really feel like I was under stress. It was like excitement and anticipation and like coordination things. But well, I wasn't freaked out. Yeah. And I think she was totally freaked out at her wedding. And I could have done a lot to ameliorate that. Yeah. So I well, do. Well, I can't wait for the wedding you and Alex plan. Uh, for me, I can't. That sounds like it's going to be really chill and really great. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I also, I was I was thinking how like, that's the kind of thing I don't really a lot of times have a ton of opinions on. But you like, you are, one of the things I always have loved about you is like, you know, like your color scheme. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know what color you want the event to be. You know, like what, you knew the font. No, you no, know, no. So like this everything. was not me. Oh, this what? is Renee. Oh my God. Well, Renee. and then she, like, I was like, what? Cause I usually do like the graphic design stuff, Yeah, you know? And then I was like, oh no, no, no. She has to do all of it because she's so much better at this than me. Oh, well I'll have Renee and do that then. Yeah. Cause that was it was really, and, and so she came up with this like really psychedelic cause it, cause I was going to go with more of the like, you know, uh, mid-century traditional uh, circus fifties thing. And then she's like the psychedelic seventies yeah. thing. And it was like she's sort of edgy she's and very, weird yeah she's very so talented. it was really cool well i have to get ready we have a yeah. football game to go yeah. to uh, i have to go pick up the grocery order like right now right now <laughs> um i quick announcement uh i will be in seattle at the crocodile room october 15th you can see me there and um I'm be, i'll be recording my album november 12th wow uh in uh just south of portland in salem at the infinity room and you should probably come and see me do comedy while you can i can't so i have some big news but i can't talk about it on this podcast but uh you can't talk about it on that podcast yet yes i can't talk about it yet uh there's no official uh i can't say i just can't say anything about it yet but i'm gonna be doing a lot less touring and a lot less uh going out so if you want to come She's see me still gonna be funny and, i'm still gonna be funny uh, i'm still probably i'm still gonna do comedy because i can't seem to stop but i am definitely probably going to be touring less in 2023 and uh yeah and i'm very excited about that yeah so i'm very excited i'm so excited i've been talking about it to alex nonstop. um also if you're a member of the patreon everything's changing there i'm changing the entire format of the patreon everything's going to be completely different but I uh and it's no longer couple skate it's couple scoot couple scoot <laughs> and we'll be scooting from now on so <laughs> next podcast maybe I can make a an announcement and and tell some people what I'm getting to do and um but yeah I'm excited yeah. and come see me come see me in Seattle or Portland uh in the next couple months and if you're in Boise I'm doing some shows too but I don't have the dates on that yet because I'm disorganized I don't have a spreadsheet for myself think it's all it. just in the ether maybe uh Alex can work on that yeah, Jesus Christ, Alex. What are you doing? Dog food? You'll do it for dog food night for your wife? Uh, anyway, this was so fun. Yay. Thank you for letting me debrief on my oh, wedding I, planning. My, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, <laughs> I know that's all we talked about, but you know, there was a lot to talk about. So There was a lot to talk about and a lot of good stories. Uh, if you need me, obviously, I'll be sitting on a curb somewhere. Yes. Um, in between things, I'm, as you are now. I'm literally right now, in between literally things. Literally in between things. Yeah, right now. So tell your mom. And uh, yeah, I, we got to get you a shirt that says in between things. Oh, my God. It's perfect. Like right With between me sitting on a, Yeah. <laughs> in between things. All right. Well, I love you. I love you. Bye. Bye.